And we have to understand then that in order to access certain dimensions, a dying has to happen. Amen. It is not uncommon for God to speak after something dies or after someone dies or something dies. So in the year that King Uzziah died, Amen. Yes? yes, I saw the Lord. Yeah. And here right now we're hearing that after Moses had died, God speaks to Joshua. And he begins to give him some instructions. When the Bible says, after now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, he qualifies and says he's not just, he's a servant of the Lord. He dies. Mm -hmm. Although when we look in Isaiah, it said the king, King Uzziah didn't say the servant of the Lord, Mm. just says he was a king. Okay. Now, the Bible says here that after Moses, the servant of the Lord died, it came to pass that the Lord spake to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' Moses's minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Okay? That era has gone. Amen. We're talking about moving forward. We got to know when an era is over. Mm-hmm. We got to know when a chapter is closed. Yes. All right? It is so important to know this. Amen. All right? Because if we don't know it, we will stay in a place thinking that God is still doing what he's... No, that chapter is over. Amen. As powerful as Moses was, mm-hmm. that chapter is over. Amen. As close as I was to Moses, mm-hmm. Joshua, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that there will be some things that God will have closed doors on. Mm-hmm. No matter how, what you got from it, it's, it's, it's over. Amen. And now it's a time for us to do something. He speaks to Joshua and he says to Joshua, this is what I want you to do. He said, arise and go over. So God often tells, after something dies, God will often follow it with arise. Yes. Amen. All right? Amen. So now, arise and go over. Now, I want us to think about um, Philippians chapter 3. And I just use this and we're going to just kind of just jump back and forth and have a look at a few things. Okay? Amen. We're talking about letting go and moving forward. In order for Joshua then to move forward, he had to let go. There was a, a period of time that they would mourn for, normally about 40 days or 40 nights. Yeah, they would mourn. All right? So that was traditional, that they would mourn for that amount of time. It, you kind of get the feeling here that God saying interrupts Joshua. The Bible doesn't tell us, but just how God says it, it kind of feels as if Joshua's still there hanging on. It, it, it almost feels as if Joshua can't. He was so close to Moses, you know, that he, he can't. He's grieving hard. And the time or the period has passed and God's expecting him to act now. What am I saying to us tonight is that 2017's gone, 2013's gone, 2016's gone, 2015's gone. Let's go. Yes. You, you can talk about what was. You can talk about who did what. 
You can talk about what it was like. You can talk, but right now it's time for action. It's time to look forward. And in order to do that, I've got to let go of some stuff. Amen. All right. Amen. And that era's finished. It's time to move. And I look here at this scripture. He, it's almost as if God, you know, when God clearly for me, you know, Moses is dead. Yes. So why does God have to say it? Mm. It's almost as if he's saying, come on. Yes. He ain't coming back. Yes. And sometimes we're in a place where we're waiting for something to happen that used to happen, that yes. did happen, yes. that felt good, that, you know, that, that, mo- and it's gone. Yes. Yes. The season is over. Yes. That chapter's closed. Yes. And so it's, it's almost as if he's saying, come on, Joshua. He's dead. He's not coming back. Arise. It's your turn now. Mm-hmm. All right. And so then it poses the question for me to pose to you. What are you holding on to? Or are you holding on to something? You're in a new year. Evangelist said last on Sunday. Uh, you know, in a new year with old habits and old attitudes that will not serve no. for where you're going. No. Yes. Amen. 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 Is what I'm holding on to going to serve me for where I'm going? Because if it's not, let it go. The only way that I can actually arise is by letting go. But then I have to figure out what do I need to let go of? And some of those things that I have to let go of are maybe things that I held dear. So, so, some of those things that I have to let go of, let me just say that again. It won't be just stuff that you hate. Yes, it won't be just, you know, memories that hurt you and things like that. But it will be things that maybe you've indulged in that you liked, that was good for you. That was, that was then, can't go to where you're going right now. Amen. So then we go into Philippians and Philippians is speaking of Paul. And when I read it in um, a different translation, then it says, I, I do not consider myself to have attained. Instead, I am single minded. Forgetting the things which are behind, I'm reaching. Yes. I'm reaching out for the things which are ahead. With this goal in mind, I strive towards the prize of the upward call. Amen. That, that's the that's translation that I read it in. Yeah. Being single-minded, because right now, if we're not single-minded, we're not going to, we're not going to hit that place. We're not yeah. going to reach for. We're not, we're not even going to get up from where we are. We've got to be single-minded, which is another word for being focused. Yes. Amen. But I want to give you some, um, a little bit more on this. We're looking at the Apostle Paul here, and you would have thought that he of all people would have said, I've attained. I mean, look at how much of the New Testament this man wrote. You would have thought that he'd arrived already, but he'd say, no, I haven't. I haven't attained. I'm reaching forward for it. So in order for me to do that, though, I've got to forget the things that are behind. Yeah. I've got to, number one, identify those things that I need to leave behind. Because it's not everything you're going to have to leave behind. But there are some things that you can't take with you. What are those some things? Forgetting those things which are behind. Now, when we look at this word having attained or attained and again i wrote it down in the amplified version it said not that i have now attained the ideal or have already been made perfect 
But I press on to lay hold or to grasp and to make my own that which is Christ Jesus. That's another rendering of that verse. Do you see why it's so lovely to have different Bibles and the wonderful thing about um, electronic devices now you can have you can have loads of bibles just on that one device and just jump between and have a look at the different versions of what he's saying here so he's talking about attained attained meaning found i haven't found i haven't caught i haven't possessed yes i haven't reached it as yet okay this is what paul's saying so in order for me to do that I have to forget some things. I have to forget the things which are behind. Now, let's have a look at his history then. When Paul speaks about himself, Paul said, I was a Hebrew of the Hebrew, as touching the law blameless. I mean, this man was a a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, he was so intelligent. And he went out, uh, you know, getting Christians, arresting them. Uh, The Bible said he would arrest them. And he would take them and he... Paul was there holding the coats of those who stoned Stephen to death. Yes, he was consenting of of, of Stephen's death. All right, he was there. He was amongst the crowd. Paul was a murderer. But but, but the thing about it, what Paul is saying is, I got to forget those things. Because you know that there are some things that we will have done in our past that except we forget them, we will in no wise make it. Amen. Hold on, let me, let me just Amen. talk a bit Amen. for a minute. None of us come in here squeaky clean. No. None of us. Amen. None of us are squeaky clean. Every single one of us have not just skeleton, but skeletons <laughs> in our closet. All right? And some of those skeletons, they're not in the closet. Some of them are trying to come out as well. You understand? Yeah. What am I trying to say? All of us have a history that's unsavory. Yes. A, a, a history that only God and us must know about. Mm. And Paul's was very public to the point where when Paul got saved, they said, no, 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 no. We, this man, you got to be crazy. Do you know who this is? Thank God for Barnabas. Yes. Amen. All right. So Barnabas trusted and believed in what God, um, because not, Paul was notorious. And there will be elements in our lives, even whilst we are saved, that it, you know, we've got it wrong. We got it wrong. We made mistakes. We sinned. We did stuff. Because that is the nature of this flesh. But you've got to forget those things and reach You cannot hold on to those things. Hear what Jesus says. When he heals the woman, as a matter of fact, when he forgives the woman uh, who's caught in the act. Hear this now. She's caught in the act of adultery. And we know that the Bible says in those days, you caught in the act of adultery. All right. You would be taken outside the city gates and stoned. The Bible says they've already got stones ready to stone her. Jesus defends her. But when she looks up and he says, where are thine accusers? There are none, Lord. He says to her, go your way and sin no more. In order for her to go forward, she had to forgive herself. And sometimes it's not that we are not forgiven by him. It's not. It's that we're not forgiven by ourselves. And I need to post something to you today that it takes faith to forgive yourself. To believe that God has forgiven you and that 
If he can forgive you, you can forgive you. You getting this? Sometimes we look at this scripture as if forgetting those things which are behind, we look at it, it, it as though it's, you know, it's always about forward. You've got to look backwards and you've got to say, right, I've got to let this stuff go. I, I've got, you know, they've got a point in my walk since my father passed where I had to go in my room and take down the shrine. Take it down, take down the pictures, take down the cushions, take down everything. Why? Because every time I tried to go forward, I would see this thing and it was dragging me back down again. And I would just feel the pain and the tears and the and everything. Took it all down. And there was a part of me that was like, really guilty. Does it mean that I'm forgetting you, Dad? And you know, no. But in order for me to go forward, I have to let this go. Yeah. Only you. And God knows what you have to let go, what you have to forget about. And that forget literally means to let go of. Because we can't wipe things out of our minds. And part of that, that might be, I'm thinking about the prodigal. When the prodigal comes, the prodigal's in the pig pen. The prodigal has spent all his father's, his inheritance on riotous living. It's not as if he's got land to show for it. It's not as if he's got houses or investments to show for it. He spent all that his daddy worked for Mm. on riotous living. All right? He ain't got nothing to show for it. Brother hasn't even got shoes on his feet. (laughs) And how many times can you look in your life and say, what have have I done? Mm. What do I have? You know, 10 years of, five years of, Three years of foolishness. What do I have to show for it? And if you're not careful, you will stay in that place, mm-hmm. be mourning mm-hmm. what you messed up. Yes, yes, yes. But he got to a place where he said, I will arise. He remembered his father's compassion and he said, I'm going to cut my losses. I will arise and I will go. Yes, in order for him to do that, he had to get to a place where he forgave himself. Mm. I, I can't stay here. I'm too good for where I am. Yeah, Amen. I will arise. I'm better than the pig pen. Mm-hmm. And I will go to my father. But in order for him to go forward and go to his father, he had to forget those things which were behind. What were the things which were behind? I spent all my father's all my father's money, everything that he worked for, I spent it. I've got nothing to show for it. I'm a squanderer. I'm this, I'm that. And there's no one to call ourselves names like ourselves. <laughs> yeah? I'm telling you that. You know that internal narrative that says, you know, you just rubbish that. Yeah? But in order for us to go forward, like how God, it's not us, it's not pastor that just got up in the morning and just said, you know, ah, this sounds like a good topic. Let's say, let's move forward. This is God. God is saying, those things are dead because they're in your past. Move forward. He had to forgive himself for what he did with what didn't, or what he didn't work for. So number one, you've got to forgive yourself. Yeah? For time lost, for, for, for good squandered, for opportunities missed, you know, all of these kinds of things, 
We have to just let them go, forgetting those things which are behind. Okay, hold on a minute, Paul. What's behind you? The fact that I murdered Christians. Now I'm having to preach them in. In order for me to get, oh God, you see God is just, I mean, God could have just called him to just be like a, a little deacon in a corner, right? God has to put a word in his mouth and stand him up in a pulpit to preach to the very people that he was seeking to kill. That's where you've got to forgive yourself. Because your yesterday informs your today. How many of you know that? All right? So you cannot stay in a place where you are bewailing what happened yesterday. You can bewail it, but after a while, you've got to wipe your eyes, shake yourself from the dust, and get up. Because I have come to understand that nobody can shake me from the dust. I've got to do it. Yeah? I remember there was a period of time, and this is a really sort of a simple analogy then, or an example, was every day I'd get up, I need to lose some weight. I'm so fed up, man. Trying to put... Just huge, right? Than I wanted to be. And every day I would be mourning. I would complain. I'm so fed up. This is ridiculous, as somebody would say. This is ridiculous. And all of this kind of stuff. And then it dawned on me, the only person who can lose your weight is you. (laughs) The only person who can let go and move forward for you is you. We can come in here and we can preach and we can teach and we can do all of those kind of things. But at the end of the day, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. Work it out. What's it going to take? What do you have to let go of? What do you have to forgive yourself for? And for Paul, when he looked back in his history, when he looked back at what he'd done, i got to forget some things. i got to forget what I learned in terms of Judaism and that these Gentiles are dogs and sorcerers. i got to forget all those things. And some of us, we've come with so much baggage, so much prejudice, so much tradition and culture that we could have gone so much further, but we are held back by culture, tradition, prejudice, bias, all of those kind of things. And we bring them all into the house of God. And guess what? In here today are so many worlds. And when my world meets Evangelist's world, her world has different rules to my world. What she thinks goes is a different thing to what I think. But when we come to the kingdom of God, it is governed by him. I must forget my prejudice. I don't care what you think about this individual here. The governance of this kingdom is love, 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 love. Hold on a minute, pastor. I can't love that person. I can't love. You hate the sin. You love the sinner. Amen. 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 Well, pastor, this one's warring against me. Forgetting the things, the weapons of our warfare. I'm going to knock them out. The weapons of our warfare. In this kingdom, you've got to forget those weapons and take up the weapons of peace, the weapons of love. Amen. Amen. And those weapons are mighty. So for Paul now, it was he had to learn a new way. But here's this new way, a new and living way. Amen? Amen. 
So the Bible says that he says, um, forgetting those things which are behind. He says what? What does he say? When he speaks about not having already attained, um, and then it's almost as if he said, having already been made perfect. What he's saying is, when you read it in the Greek, it means already being complete. None of us in here are complete. I don't care how much biblical knowledge you think pastor has. I'm not complete. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. All of us are work in progress. (laughs) All of us have scaffoldings around us. Hallelujah. And on one side, there's a demolition team. Yes, amen. amen. Oh boy, hallelujah. Amen. And if you've ever seen a demolition site, it looks completely different to a, to a housing site where the housing projects are going up. The demolition site is really, really gruesome. Yes? And some of us, we're all on different stages of our journey. That's why it's so important that we apply love. To each of our lives, we apply love. Don't be impatient with me when I say things out of place. Because I might say things out of place, but then you might have something else going on within your life. It's only because I can't see your demolition team. But there's something God's knocking down in your life too. Forgetting those things which are behind. Then he says, I press. And when I looked at this word press... In the Greek, it means this. It means to hotly pursue. I thought it was powerful. I mean, not just come in, you know, and hotly pursue. When I woke on the first day of January, I think it was this, or coming out of December, the words that were given to me was violent faith. That God wants us to have violent faith. And I think I spoke about it, about the kingdom suffered violent, the violent taking up force. But then Paul, what Paul was saying, I ain't trotting after him. No. I'm not jogging after him. No. I am hotly pursuing him. Mm-hmm. Now, if he has to hotly pursue him, that means God in, in the, God, God, God in, the Lord's work requires haste. Amen. Amen. There's no time for no procrastination. Um, ah, um, 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 ah. Hotly pursue him. That's where we're at at the moment. Because hear what the Bible says. That the change is going to happen in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. We shall be changed. This mortal shall put on immortality. And this corruption shall put on incorruption. We will be changed. I want you to think about counting when you blink. How long it took. And one blink took how many seconds? You can't count it. That's how the change is going to come. Paul said, I'm hotly pursuing him. When you read this scripture again in your own time, substitute the word and put hotly pursue. Are you forgetting the things which are behind? And how hot are you pursuing him? Well, you know, Pastor, I do half a day fasting. Once every two months. I pray once every three days. That's hotly pursuing him, right? Amen. Hotly pursuing him. I press towards, forward, going after him. Here's another scripture. 
in song. As the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee. At first, they say that when you see that deer at the, the water brook, okay, and it's lapping up that water, it's like nothing you've ever seen, okay? Because it's lapping that water with such a, an appetite, such a thirst then. How thirsty are we? Somebody was talking to me today, they called me today, I'm going to finish up on this. They was, they was talking to me today and they said, Pastor, I'm so tired of just going to church for the humdrum, just normal. And I said to her, that's because you're going to church, honey, you're not becoming. There's a difference between going to church and becoming the church. When you become the church, going to church is easy. Because you are becoming. Amen? And this is the mistake we make. We become bored with the church. Yes. You become bored with, with yourself. yourself. Yes. Amen. We become fed up with church. Mm-hmm. You become fed up with yourself. Because Jesus, when he spoke to Peter and the disciples and said, upon this rock, I build my church, he was not talking about bricks and mortar. He was talking about individuals. Upon this rock, the Bible said, there was a rock that followed them in the wilderness. A rock that followed Israel in the wilderness. And that rock was Christ. He said, upon this rock, Jesus Christ is the foundation Upon this rock I build my church. You're being built upon a rock and you're bored. You're being built on a rock and you're fed up of going to church. You're being built. No. 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 I said to her, the moment you stop thinking about church in terms of going and change it to becoming, you'll stop being bored. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's just praise God. Come on, let's praise Him. Praise God. We want to give our thanks to the pastor tonight. Thank you, Pastor, for just um, going as the Spirit leads. Praise God. I give our thanks.